Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. We're born to lead people to God. That's why we're here. If you're part of His family, that's why you're here. To lead people to God. Now listen to me. I'm not saying that you're all called to preach, that you're all called to be street evangelists. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about leadership, living your life as salt, as light, living out your faith. Today, Pastor Robert points out how all of the men mentioned in Hebrews 11 were future thinkers. Their thoughts and actions were based on how they could impact the future. When you think about the impact your life will have on others, you get the focus off of yourself. This is what the Lord calls you to do. Humbly use what the Master has given you to serve others. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Later, when Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt, they carried the bones of Joseph with them and buried, buried the bones in Shechem. Where he was finally buried mattered to Joseph and it mattered to God because even though God had blessed and prospered Joseph in Egypt, Egypt wasn't his home. It wasn't the end of the story. Joseph was focused on God's promises and God's plans, just like we should be, not in terms of the benefits to us, but in terms of God's purposes. What what is he doing? You know, a lot of times I hear it taught and I don't disagree with it completely, but, but the focus on God's promises, right? Claim the promises of God. We need to claim the promises of God. Yes, we do. We just need to remember that they're they're not all about us. They're not all about us. A lot of times what we hear taught is you you should claim the promises of God for yourself. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. It's not supposed to be all about you. Joseph wasn't making it about him. He starts off by saying, I'm dying. I'm done. It's over. But, but God has made some promises. He will surely visit you. That statement, he will surely visit you. Why did he say that? Because God had promised. He had promised to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob that their descendants would inhabit that land, not Egypt, that land, Canaan, that land, the land that he gave them. And so what Joseph was doing was directing them back to that. You see, he knew that it didn't matter in a physical sense where his bones ended up. That wasn't going to make any difference. No, this was symbolic. It was a statement of faith in God to keep his promises to his people in the future. 
I'm dying, but you're not. God will surely visit you, take you up out of this place. When he does, take my bones with you. Swear to me that you'll take my bones with you when he takes you out of here. I love that. I love it. You know, every time I do a funeral, it kind of comes to my mind. You know, one day it's going to be me in the box, right? And what, what are people going to say at that point? What are they going to be saying about me? Where, where am I going to be buried? You know, my, my family has a cemetery plot up in Georgia where I'm from at the little Baptist church where I grew up, but I don't live there anymore. I haven't lived there in 30-something. You know what I mean? That's not really home anymore. Miami Beach feels like home, even though we don't, Elizabeth and I don't live in the city of Miami Beach, but this is, this is home for me. The only reason we don't live here is I can't really afford to live here. But this isn't really home, you know? Miami Beach feels like home, but there's no cemetery here. So, and, and then it kind of clicks. What do I care? I'm not going to be with my bones anyway. You know what I mean? You ever hear people talk about, you know, yeah, you know, I'd like to be buried on a hillside under an oak tree, you know, with a little stream down below, you know, nice peaceful place. Like you're going to be able to enjoy that. <laughs> Joseph knew better. It didn't matter where his bones were going to end up, except for the symbolic value of focusing his people's minds, his people's attention on the future, reminding them of the promises of God, reminding them Egypt is not home. You may have it pretty good here, but it's not home. You need to be looking ahead. You need to be looking out to the future. God will surely visit you. And when he does, take my bones with you. That meant they had to keep up with him, right? I mean, they had to put those bones in a safe place, and who knows how long it's going to be. It was 300 years later, over 300 years, I think, before it actually happened. And they kept his bones secure, and when it came time, they carried his bones to Shechem. See, listen, Joseph was a leader even in death. Can you see that? He was a leader even that is so inspiring to me because, I, I mean, I have to admit, you know, when I think about my final moments, you know, when I realize, as Joseph did, I'm dying. I don't know that I'm going to be thinking about you guys all that much. I'm probably going to be preoccupied with my own stuff at that, you know, you know what I mean? At, the, at that moment when I realize I'm dying, oh, I'm dying. Is there anything I need to deal with? Is there anybody I need to talk to? Is there anything I need to wrap up? Anything that, you know, oh, oh God, I'm dying. I want to be like that, though. Joseph knew he was dying, and yet his thoughts were about God's purposes. Even in that, even in his death, he saw a teachable moment. He, he seized the opportunity, gathered his family around him. And pointed them to their future. Pointed them to God's plan. You know, Elizabeth and I talked about it just a little bit last Tuesday night. You and I were born to lead people to God. That's why we're here. If you're part of his family, that's why you're here. To lead people to God. Now listen to me. I'm not saying that you're all called to preach. That you're all called to be street evangelists. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about leadership. Living your life as salt, as light. Living out your faith. You know, what, what does that mean? It, means? it means that you live in such a way 
that, that people notice that you're a little different. You're, a little, you're, you're serious about this stuff. It's not just Facebook posts. It's not just that you go to church on Sunday. No, no, it's, there's, there's something real there. See, when we lead people to God, we lead them to freedom. We lead them to the answers to their questions, to fulfillment. Again, we talked about before, you know, we get distracted by some of these tangent, some of these tangent causes that are secondary, or they should be. Because if we lead people to God, He will deal with those secondary issues in their lives. He will help them. It's why the gospel of Jesus Christ is so important. Having a relationship with Jesus changes everything as we follow Him. He changes everything. And as I've said so many times, He doesn't promise to automatically change your circumstances, but He does promise to change you. He doesn't promise to fix everything that's wrong in your life. He promises to fix you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Do you hear what he's saying? If anyone is in Christ, if it, when a person comes to know Jesus Christ and he puts their spirit in that person makes them alive and makes them, you know, by doing that, makes them part of the family, brings them into the family so that they're in Christ. He's, when that happens, they're a new creation. They're not the same anymore. That supernatural encounter with the Holy Spirit of God, He changes the individual. They're not dead any longer spiritually. They're made alive. They're a new creation. Old things have passed away. He recreates people. Now all things are of God. Before they were, all things were of Robert. Everything was selfish. And it was about what I wanted, my desires. He changes that in a person when they're reconciled, when they're truly reconciled. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I've wandered away or or maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says He sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross 
to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.